0: matt mosley show and uh proud to be joined by former baylor quarterback seth russell you can hear him on that img learfield pregame show a lot of times seth i'd love to get him on up on our set but seth really prefers the cameras okay when he sees a tv camera he's usually climbing up there boy he and elliot they get involved in all of that and uh, so we don't blame him for uh for doing that seth uh welcome back to the matt mosley show it's great to visit with you
1: yeah matt and no, i appreciate you having been, having me back on the show today
0: all right um the uh by the way the, the the lights in that little tent you'll have over there that special little i mean does it get warm in there do they put those those really bright lights on you i mean if if so you know, you've seen me, I I have sunglasses on, whether I'm indoors or outdoors at all times. I would recommend just leaving the sunglasses on.
1: Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I guess I'm kind of used to the bright lights, you know, playing under, you know, at, at uh, McLean Stadium, so it doesn't really bother me that much. <laughs>
0: That's right. Very used to the bright lights. I like that. Uh, well, people were immediately doing the comparisons when Drake Dabney <laughs> – I mean, you're not a man who stays on social media much. In fact, I, I, was gonna, I was like, I wonder what Seth's been saying on Twitter. Well, let's see. You tweeted once on September 10th. Then you took a long break. <laughs> then you had one more tweet. I kind of admire your tweeting style. It's very, you just kind of are pretty sporadic on there. And I think that's a healthy thing. But you did react to Baylor Athletics um, making the statement with the, two, the Spider-Man thing. Dabney... And alum Seth Russell, be like, again, this is how the kids do it. I don't exactly, but they got the Spider-Man thing going back and forth with each other. Now, I'm I'm going to try to kind of look, because now they've included Ebner in one. I'm watching them as I talk to you. Now, Dabney did get great. Uh, he got great height on his. I would say he really had to gather himself. As I recall, the one you did against Texas that people always remember Boy, you did! You just kind of did it. I don't even think it was a pre-planned thing. And then you hit and kept running. How would you compare the two, uh, having seen yourself do it and then Drake Dabney the other day?
1: So Dabney was by far more of an athlete on that play, coming from across the field, catching it, having to turn. You know, didn't really have a whole lot of momentum, and just kind of last moment. It's like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to jump over this dude, and he did it with such <laughs> such ease, and continued on. I mean that, and he's not a small dude, right? I mean he's a he's a, he's a big sucker, and so for him to get up and continue to go, I mean that's uh, that just speaks to athleticism that's on the field these days.
0: It's so rude, by the way, but because you, it, you when you see the guy below you, he's just he's tackling air. They it makes them look so bad. Now, of course, Seth, you know the downside to that if they clip if they get you by the legs or whatever, you know, you could end up falling on your head or something like that. So you got to be careful on those kind of plays. Now, Seth, remind me, did you ever have, and I think I know the answer to this, you had some, some good tight ends. Uh, For whatever reason, Art, Kendall, and whoever was called the plays back then did not love throwing the tight end unless it was like a 400 pounder uh, at one point. I mean, that is quite a duo the bears have right now in dabney and sims and i would think seth you have an appreciation for and you had great wide receivers but to have two like really dependable starting tight ends is uh that's got to be a great thing for a young quarterback
1: oh absolutely i mean that just that that takes so much pressure off of shaping being able to have those big, you know, six four, six five, six, six dudes, you know, running running good routes, right? That are athletic, that have a big wingspan that can go man to man. You know, most of the time they're gonna be up against either a you know, a walk down safety or a linebacker. Right. And I'll take those odds every day and twice on Sunday. And so, um yeah, you know, I looking back, it would have been cool to incorporate the tight end a little bit, but I mean I guess we didn't score you know 50 points a game and have 700 points uh, yards of offense for you know, you know i guess the tight end could have added a little bit to that but on the flip mm. side it's like well hey we'll, we'll we'll pick our poison and and we like to go with the speed guys back in the day that that could you know make people look silly on the deep ball
0: seth russell joining us on the matt mosley show espn central texas played quarterback for the bears and put up uh tremendous uh, numbers when you watch arkansas now and you see kendall briles over there calling plays you see oklahoma you see levy i mean these are people um that you knew really really well at their respective schools from what you can tell do they do a lot of the same concepts that you guys were running at baylor or have they kind of over the years evolved and kind of added their spin like what uh, what reminds you the most of Baylor when you see those those former offensive coaches for Baylor, and what seems a little different to you that they do?
1: Yeah, you know, so I, I still keep up with those guys. You know, I'll, I'll I'll connect with them, you know, in the off season just to see how things are going, and you know, they'll always tell me, "Hey, you know, we we if if an offense doesn't evolve, it dies." And so, you know, they're they're constantly adding different wrinkles to their offense, and and you know from. Well, We ran back in what was it 15 16, you know, were the last years of under Briles. Um, yeah, there's a lot of changes, right? A lot of differences, but there's also a lot of similarities that still play its role because hey, defenses are adapting, right? They're evolving as well, and and uh, and and you know, they're doing a great job of, of staying ahead of the curve, right? You know, being on the bleeding edge rather than the leading edge, um, with a lot of that, but then also that has your fallbacks, right? You know, because um, uh, I know our biggest. Our biggest fallback was uh you know the the defense was off the field for a minute, and they were back on right and they were normally the other team was running three four five six minute offenses, which you know that wears you down toward the end of the game but uh um but yeah, no, I think they're they, they've adapted as they continue to grow and and you know i'm I'm excited to see this Baylor defense here in a few weeks against Oklahoma just to see how. You know the old Baylor offense, how it runs against it, right? Because I know they're going to probably have some fits. They're going to take shots, but mm-hmm. um, it's going to be exciting to see. You
0: remember Phil Bennett, the way he would uh, get after your defensive teammates? Did you ever, did you ever look over there at, at Phil and think, "Man, I'm glad I don't play on that side of the ball"? <laughs> I mean, well, I, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he got after me a few times uh, when my freshman year. Uh, running scout team, you know, because they they'll they'll give you the, the the play board and they'll circle who you want they want you to throw the ball to and I'll drop back and I'm like, well, if I'm the quarterback on the other team, I'm not throwing it to the guy who's triple covered. I'm gonna throw it to the guy that has no one around him in 15 yards, and so I'd throw it down to the other dude and then it would come and just rip me a new one. And he's like, "What are you doing? You know, you young punk. You know, blah blah." You know, as the defensive uh, mentality goes, but I love him to death. Like, I mean, that's just the type of mentality that he brought to practice into the game every day. And, uh, and so, uh, but needless to say, I was not on scout team for that long. Um, <laughs> they, they kicked me off scout team and uh, pushed me over to the offense where, you know, that's where I wanted to be. So maybe it was a little bit of self, uh, sabotage internally with my mindset, but um, I was just trying to make our defense better as well
0: yeah uh well, that would have been, I wish we had some old footage of some of that, or so I don't know if we could have, could have aired any of that from uh Phil. Now, Baylor versus Oklahoma State. you know, look back to last uh, Saturday uh, at Iowa State. Boy, Baylor functioned a lot better. I mean, they had their hiccups, but I mean, Shapin was on and decisive with his throws. what um What impressed you the most uh, from an offensive standpoint? In uh, in the uh, in the victory over the Cyclones,
1: yeah, I think it was you know letting Shape and do what he does, right? I mean, he's a gunslinger. He wants to throw. He's got a he's got a phenomenal arm. He's extremely accurate with the ball. Um, he makes great decisions. You know, being his first year as a starter, he makes really really good decisions with the ball. He doesn't doesn't pressure or doesn't try to force things. Um, but then I mean, on the flip side, you know, hey, we got we got to be able to run the ball. Right, and I think we had our, our average per carry was just under three, I think two point nine um was the average. And you know, if the you know, Iowa State made Baylor one dimensional, right? And that's as a defense, that's what you want to do. But then on the flip side, Baylor's defense made Iowa State one dimensional. Right. I think they were under three yards of carry as well. So um it all comes down to hey, the the guy who gets the ball right? The quarterback, if he can make good decisions, move the ball down the field, put points on the board, I think this week is going to be, you know, I don't think we can settle for field goals, right? I think uh, Sanders does a great job uh, for Oklahoma State in the backfield. He's he's extremely experienced, right? He's got a lot of great players around him. Um, But then again, hey, our defense I feel like is really going to step up. They've really risen to the occasion of, of taking over from that defense from last year. Lost a lot of good players, but that is not gonna stop them from making big plays this uh this Saturday.
0: All right. And and I, I wondered what you thought of Richard Reese. Uh in that broadcast the other day they kept saying you know, uh, boy he needs to put his foot in the ground and go. And I think there was some truth to that. But once he did, uh, obviously, he made some plays. You've seen some freshman backs over the years. I'm trying to think back to some of the guys that may have played with you. I remember Shaq Linwood had some success uh, early in his career as a uh, as a freshman. But uh, what what is it that uh, stands out? Because I think we thought if there was going to be a bell cow, it might be Tay McWilliams. Well, he's been banged up, and it it does seem like Richard Reese has uh, has has come to the forefront. What do you uh, what do you make of him so far?
1: Yeah, no, he's done a phenomenal job, right? I mean, those guys in the you know, we were trying to figure out who's going to be the guy that steps up, right? Now he showed he showed himself a little bit with Texas State. Um, Really came to the came to the occasion last week, Um, but then also, hey, I think you know it's also going to put pressure on those other guys in the in the in the film room, right? Because they're going, hey, they want to play too. They bust their tail off season, and it's just going to continue to to make those guys better on and off the field. But I mean, Reese has done what he's needed to do, right? Somebody needed to rise to the occasion. He was the guy that his number was called, and he stepped up. Um, which I think is going to be great for him. You know, the, the on the backside, you know, the the experience um, could potentially be a a down, a down factor. Just with hey, seeing vision, seeing different coverages. Hey, what are they adjusting to different, different blitz pickups? Um, which I saw a little bit of that last week. Which where you know, hey, we he kind of got kind of got confused on some of the blitzes that were coming in and stepped into a hole a little bit too late. Which is okay, right? They're gonna they're gonna train that up and coach that up this week um but then on the flip side i mean he's he's got a tremendous upside i mean extremely young and it's just he's got he's going to have a bright future at baylor
0: well it's going to be fun talking to seth russell former baylor quarterback on the matt mosley show esp in central texas uh this wide receiving core we've kind of been waiting to see okay who's going to be the leader um and and maybe gavin's going to be that guy just because of his veteran presence and obviously he's playing really well. I love seeing how Presley go up in high point one uh on on a deep shot um uh in the, in that first half against Iowa state uh from what you can tell who are a couple of these young receivers that you feel like are on the verge of maybe breaking out for the bears
1: yeah I think all the, all those guys that you just mentioned and then Baldwin you know it's got to be one to step up as well. I know he's a speed guy and and he can he can take the top off the off the defense, but he's got to be able to make those those easy catches too. I know he dropped a easy touchdown on the out route on that first drive, um, which made it you know extend the drive. But they ended up getting it in the end zone. You know that, that's just things that that can't happen in big ball games, right? When those are when those touchdowns are handed to you, you got to make a big play and step up. But um, but on the I think with these guys, they've you know whenever you're only throwing the ball you know, 15, 20 times a game, every single pass is extremely critical, right? They have to be ran route. They have to be caught because if not, that slows down the offense. Um, whenever we're running at double the, the amount as when we're passing. And so, um, yeah, I think these guys have a great opportunity to to rise to the occasion. I think these past four games have really tested them, and I think they've gotten better every single week, and they just have to continue to progress.
0: Who was your best uh, route runner? Who was who just absolutely was the technician? You obviously had some very talented uh wide outs, but who was who was the just the flat out best at getting out of, in and out of breaks and you knew was going to be exactly where he needed to be at all times?
1: Yeah, well we didn't run routes. We just got open. We played backyard <laughs> football. But uh if we want to be That's real, true. but no, uh obviously obviously the guy who won the Blanton award, right, broke Baylor's single season t- touchdown record, um uh, you know Corey Coleman. I mean, that was I was going back and just kind of reminiscing back about uh our junior year and it was amazing just the just how easy he was able to get open. Right, I mean, just from even being double covered. I mean, he just found ways because he wanted the ball. I mean, he was that type of competitor that, you know, if he was press covered, it didn't matter. You better have two or three guys over there, or he's gonna get the ball one way or another. And and uh, so if if I were to say one, I'd say you know Corey Coleman was definitely the uh, um, the elite portion of of that uh, you know receiving core of that year.
0: All right. Were you like me the other day? Did you suddenly become a Red Raider and get the get the guns up a little bit? <laughs> were you? <laughs> I mean, no. We've never had a lot of love for the Longhorns, but especially leaving the conference the way it is, and then it was like we hit the daily do the da- daily double the other day with Oklahoma getting beat, and and uh, and I know you have friends like on those staffs and all, so maybe you have mixed emotions, but. To me, that was a great day of college football. Baylor wins, Texas and OU lose.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, I'm definitely a fan of teams who have been running, you know, the top uh, and then getting beat, right? I mean, obviously, as, as a Baylor Bear, we, uh, we, we don't want those teams to have any more success than we are, um, selfishly. But then on the flip side, right, you know, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, right? I love several of those guys on the coaching staff, right? Lebby, I mean, I consider him family. McGuire, he's he's been a longtime family friend all the way from high school, the high school days. And um, just to see their, you know, McGuire's success as he's been there at Tech and then as Lebby kind of starts to figure things out there at OU, it's just been a, you know, um, I wish the best for him, but whenever they're playing Baylor, you already know who I'm rooting for.
0: Yeah, what about, oh, uh, Joey, do you like that professional wrestling stuff he does? Um, the, uh, the I think they had Ric Flair. I just, the, the Ric Flair connection to tech, I'm still scratching my head over that, although somehow he and Joey have, uh, you know, struck up a friendship. Did Joey ever try to talk some professional wrestling with you or the family?
1: Oh, uh No. Uh, that, that never came. I can honestly say I have, that, that's news to my uh, news to my ears. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Jo- jo- Joey brings in Ric Flair, and he was there for that Chris Beard game out in Lubbock, and then he was out there the other at, on the South Plains the other day. Just kind of, I feel mm-hmm. like Ric Flair has like moved into Lubbock, and they don't know what to do with him. He just won't leave town. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I guess, anyway, I guess it could be yeah. worse. You didn't one. really professional wrestling. Did you ever do any? Did you ever watch any WWE or see? We I come from the age range of like the Von Erichs and the Freebirds and and uh, and that whole gang. And, and so Ric Flair is very. But now, did you did you watch any of that as you were coming up in uh, junior high or high school?
1: No, honestly, I could say I was not a uh, WWE connoisseur um, <laughs> at any level. <laughs>
0: Seth Russell did, did just uh, decided not to go that route. Well, you were too busy, you know, working on your craft and getting ready to leap over people. And uh, we've talked about it before. I bet you had a – you're you're very modest, so you probably wouldn't even say it, but I bet you had close to a 40-inch vertical, which is just ridiculous. Now, do you ever um... – 42. 42. <laughs> okay, 42. not as modest as I thought. Um, <laughs> do you ever, in pickup basketball – Will you, because I, I bet that's kind of fun, because, you know, you look like a normal guy. I mean, you're a big, kind of a, you know, taller guy, but do you ever just still rise up and go for the dunk, like in a in a pickup
1: game? Yeah, you know, I've, ever since my ankle injury, it really, really affected that capacity to be able to do that, unfortunately. I had, like, a lot yeah. of nerve damage kind of go throughout my, my ankle and my calf. I mean, I know it's just excuses, but... So no, I haven't haven't done that yet. Unless I'm kind of you know a breakaway going off my right leg, but left leg really gives me some uh, uh, gives me gives me some issues on that end.
0: <laughs> Forty two inch vertical. I'm trying to think if anybody that's played basketball at Baylor could challenge that. Probably there was a guy named Terry Black. Andre Branch mm-hmm. could jump out of the gym back in the day. These guys were before your time a little bit. Um, but and I'm trying to think who would have been playing there when you were there. That was good under Scott. That could jump out of the gym. I don't know who that would have been. Uh, you know now they've got
1: all of them probably up there.
0: (laughs) You think all of them? Oh man, they could all claim it. But uh, actually, Kendall, the the biggest athletic freak was this guy that just left, Kendall Brown. Um and just got drafted mm-hmm. in the second round. He is he's crazy athletic and so at six eight or six nine he can probably jump around that. But uh all right, well listen, I hope to um I hope to see you Saturday and uh and you know just give us a wave or whatever, but uh I acknowledge us those of us who are just in radio and not really T V
1: ready. <laughs> you betcha. As long as y'all have some uh Whataburger tacos over there or something, I'll I'll say hello.
0: Yeah, I noticed David K wasn't turning those down. I was dropped off a couple of those tacos, and and, uh, mm-hmm. and those were accepted pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what we can do uh, Saturday. But uh, look, look forward to it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Seth, appreciate you doing this.
1: Yeah, Matt, appreciate you having me.
0: You bet. There he goes. Seth Russell, Baylor former star quarterback joining the Matt Mosley Show, can be uh, heard and seen on that IMG Learfield it's the pregame show Derek and John and JJ and everybody's involved with and there's a TV component Brooke they got to get somebody that kind of knows what they're doing on TV so they get Brooke Bednarz involved and uh and then John former TV guy very very TV friendly especially when he starts putting all that makeup on and then um and then of course uh Seth and Elliot Coffee will show up from time to time and they're a big part of that and uh and I, I Matt IZetti, my old college friend, kind of presides over that whole bunch. So good group there. Hope I didn't miss anybody. It is the uh, uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas Campus Confidential is next. This is Dallas Cowboys football.